Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible and it's within you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody is now living the best life ever, but it took some stepping out of her comfort zone. She's going to show you how it can be done. Here is your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I'm your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, and thank you so much for joining us again. If this is your first time joining us, thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you are coming back to join us, I really appreciate it. And I hope that the messages that we are giving you every single week with my guests are educating, inspiring, and empowering you because that's what it's all about. This is all about learning and growing bigger so you can live a fearlessly authentic life. And that is exactly what my guest today has done. Her name is Natalie Holloway, and she is the CEO and co-founder of Bala. Welcome to the show, Natalie. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. Natalie is somebody that I super admire. She is, you know, goes out there and she hustles. She is smart and just goes after what what it is that she wants. And we'll get into that. We'll get into Shark Tank. We'll get into everything that's going on and the product and the business and so on. But I want to give the listeners um, a little bit of background information about you, Natalie. For those of you, those few of you from around the world that do not know the name of this company yet. So here we go. I should have my reading glasses on, but I'm going to fake it right here. Bala was founded by husband and wife team Natalie Holloway and Maximilian Kislevitz. Prior to Bala, Natalie spent the entirety of her career at large advertising agencies working at brands like Starbucks, Jeep, and Google. Natalie is a certified yoga instructor and longtime enthusiast. She was raised in Austin, Texas, where yoga slowly but surely became a way of life. Natalie and Max were on sabbatical in Southeast Asia when they first thought to modernize the old school wrist and ankle weights from the 1980s. Okay, you guys, like that's old school. I was in college in the 80s. So just, (laughs) I love that old school. You don't look like it. Right? (laughs) Natalie thought a yoga class would be the perfect way to burn off some steam. After an hour of light stretching, both felt unsatisfied. Afterwards, they began sketching out designs for a more fashionable, more functional wrist and ankle weight. Because the idea was conceived just after a yoga class, they decided to name the company Bala, which means strength in Sanskrit. And I just love that. To fund the first production run, they launched a successful Kickstarter campaign, raising over $50,000. They went on to do $2.1 million in their first calendar year. That's crazy. And in February 2020, appeared on ABC Shark Tank and received a 900000 investment from Mark Cuban and tennis legend Maria Sharapova. Wow. <laughs> what, like, wow, what a journey this has been so far, right? It really, really has. It's crazy to hear back like that. <laughs> yes, and it's only just begun, I'm sure. Really, it feels like we're just getting started. <laughs> so tell me, I mean, I know the story. I watched you on Shark Tank because I'm a huge Shark Tank viewer. It's, you know, I watched the reruns and I could recite the dialogue. It's, it's really not all that. It's kind of crazy. But I want to go back to where you were before you went on sabbatical um, with your husband and what was going on in your life and what took, what took you to that sabbatical? Yeah. I mean, so basically um, my husband and I had worked in advertising for, you know, like about a decade. Um, it was like our first job out of college and advertising is really like a, can be like a thankless job where you're working, you're really truly burning the bid- midnight oil. You don't have weekends off. Like it was just really intense, especially at this one agency mm-hmm. we were working at. So even though we were young, like 28, 29, you know, we still felt incredibly burnt out just because we were working truly till like 2 a.m. and then back at 8 a.m., stuff like that. So we really just felt burnt out. We felt like it was a great time to just quit our jobs and go on a really long trip, like a year traveling the world. And we kind of thought we'd come back, be able to find jobs in advertising. Um, but this was like, we were young enough to do it, but old enough where we had 
uh, a career under our back. So we basically just thought now's the time. And we went and did that. And um, we came back and got jobs in advertising again. But at that point, we had concepted Bala. So we were able to like work on a side hustle then. I think there are a lot of men and women out there because this show is to empower not just women, um, but men as well. And I think a lot of people, I have two daughters, they're 27 and 31. And I think that at some point they think to themselves, why don't I just like, you know, I'm not speaking for them, but I think everybody in their 20s and early 30s, if you haven't started a family and maybe you've got a significant other or not, and you feel burnt out, do you feel that that's a really important thing to just say, you know what? we're burnt out. Let's just walk away. Were you scared to do that? Or did you always feel super confident that you guys, knowing what your background is and working on such big names and working for such a large agency that you'd be able to come back? Because I think that would instill a lot of fear in a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, we were definitely terrified. Like we were absolutely (laughs) like, is this the right thing? But at the end of the day, we did, since we did have the good agencies on our resume, we felt like somewhat secure that we'd be able to come back find a job. Um, And it was kind of this like now or never opportunity. Um, So while we were, of course, we're scared, we knew it had to be done. Um, And we did feel like somewhat confident that we'd be able to find a job when we got back. So therefore, you know, that took away some of the fear. And I highly recommend if anybody's like in a rut, go do, go do that, write a book, do something like that. Cause I mean, for us, that really worked out to like clear our minds and think about what was next. I think that's such great advice. You know, obviously the world is different than it was when you went away three, four years ago. So traveling abroad and traveling all over the world may not be what it was then, but to just take a break, to take that time away, just to sort of have, to give you that perspective, because I'm wondering, had you not taken that leap of faith, the two of you holding hands, I'm just imagining two people together going, okay, let's do it. Like jumping off a cliff and just let's do it because we believe in ourselves. We know we'll come back We'll find a job. We're young. We have five, six years of experience behind us and let's just do it. What do we have to lose? We're young. We're healthy. Let's just do it. That's exactly what we did. We were like, it's now or never. And this is, it's like a mini sabbatical kind of young for it, but that's a good thing, you know? So um, really, really happy we did that. And it just kind of really cleared our minds to co- then come back and work on other stuff. I think, I, you know, again, I applaud you for just trusting your gut and saying, we're going to do this. And so he's nice to have, you know, a partner in crime to do that stuff with as well. And did any of your friends or your family members who maybe came from a different mindset think that you guys are crazy? Definitely. People were like, what are you going to do when you come back? Like, what about work? But we just saved a certain amount of money, like a small amount of money. And we were like, it's it's way cheaper where we were going in Asia. So the dollar went much further, which helped, of course. But um, yeah, people definitely said, what are you doing there? That's a little crazy. And everyone was like, you know, you guys are going to break up on this trip. <laughs> but we didn't. So <laughs> how long had you had you been together when you took this trip? Not long. Like, you're kidding me. Oh, you are really. I didn't know. Six months. (laughs) I know. That was crazy. But I was like, worst case, we break up, but we got to do this crazy, cool trip together, you know? (laughs) You are a little, you are a little crazy. I guess that was a little crazy. Yeah, I guess. You take, you take risks. I definitely take risks. I definitely like, like to take risks because I think the more risks you take, the more confident you are taking risks in general. So it's like, oh, that actually worked out. So then I feel more confident in taking another risk down the line. So I think, you know, um, I definitely do take risks, but it makes me more confident to take them. If don't, don't, you, out. don't you think that the risk is not in taking one? You know, if you don't take that risk, then when are you? When, mm-hmm. when are you going to take that chance? Are you always going to stay in that box, in that safe space? Because how do we grow if we're in that safe space all the time? Like you could have stayed at the agency, right? Gotten promoted, done the stuff. You were working your butts off, but you said, you know what? I don't know if you said this, but clearly you were like, you said burnt out and you must've been thinking, this is something we need to do to just clear our heads and we don't know where it's going to take us. Or for you, for example, since you just took off with this guy after knowing him for six months. 
Exactly. Yeah. You got to, I definitely think you got to take the risk and you know, worst case, it doesn't work out, but you, you've definitely learned something along the way. I totally agree. Before we got on the air, um, I don't know how we got to this subject, but we were talking about our birthdays. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't, I don't remember how we got to it, but, oh, I asked you, well, I, you were telling me some exciting news, so go for it. Share the news. Oh, yep. Okay. Well, I am pregnant. We are expecting our first baby in December. So I am 20 weeks pregnant, halfway there. (laughs) That is amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. We're really excited. Crazy time. And you look look amazing. You look beautiful as always. Really beautiful. Um, So we were were talking about birthdays and I said, oh, my birthday is 10 days later. I'm December 27th. And you are December 29th. Yeah. And we started talking about Capricorns. And what do you know about Capricorns? Yeah, I mean, what I've always heard is like Capricorns are hard workers, CEO types. I always I always heard that. And I never really uh, thought of myself like that. I actually thought of myself more like laid back and chill. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's actually true. Capricorns are just really hard workers. And I think that that's who I am. And Probably who you are too. I I always feel that way. I always feel like that goat looking at the hill saying, yep, I got one more hill to climb. Just give me one more hill. And I I remember in my dating life, um, you know, I would get the complaint from the guys that I would be dating and they, and you know, my plate would be full and they would say, don't you just want to like chill. Don't you want to just breathe and smell the roses? I said, I don't even know what the roses smell like. I don't have time to smell the roses. And, you know, for me, after getting divorced at 42, I felt like I was in a hurry to make up for a lot of time because Mm -hmm. I didn't do the things that you and Max did, which, you know, I encouraged my daughters to do things like that as well. And, but it was always, as soon as something and I'm sure this is how you treat your business too. As soon as you create something, you're like, and it works. Okay, what's next? What's next? What's the next best thing? Let's go, 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 go. So let's get into the business a little bit. And again, going back to your trip in, in Asia, what happened while you were there? So, I mean, we were there and we were for once in our lives not thinking about work, but um, we both we both knew, I mean, that we could do like, since we had advertising backgrounds, like the do our own brand, like we kind of just thought there was something interesting there. So we kind of were like brainstorming product ideas like throughout the um, trip. But basically, I mean, one day we were doing yoga and Max actually thought of it. He was like, what if we kind of redesigned the wrist weight? And then we drew it out right there on a napkin and just kind of considered it a side project, side hustle. Um, and we thought, you know, as long as we're taking steps towards this, we'll see if this idea is even like, if people even care about it or want it. Um, so we just started taking steps towards that. We started, we found somebody to prototype the product. Um, but of course we didn't like, we went back, got jobs in advertising and then just treated it really like a side hustle for the first year, year and a half. That must've been hard to be working full-time. And I know by watching Shark Tank all the time, they're like, do you do this full-time? Yeah. You know, and then they kind of look at you differently. So that must've been hard, like balancing your full-time job and, and working as many hours as you were and doing this side hustle. But how, sure. but did you feel like there was definitely, this This is going to be a big thing? No, not, a, not at the beginning. Definitely not. Even Even, you know, it's just, it's hard to feel like that at the beginning. At the beginning, we're like, does one person even want this? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we didn't know it was a viable idea. And we started really with like a test, testing approach, like very like small, slow grassroots. Um, it was definitely really hard. And by the time I quit my job, it was like I couldn't possibly do two things anymore because it was like two full-time jobs. But um, we definitely like bootstrapped the thing really for probably longer than we should have. Um, but at first we, we definitely didn't know it was going to be a success. I've obviously along the way, we got affirmations from people and like, this is great. And you still are like, but is it, I don't know, you know? So, um, it's just early on, you have no idea what, what could happen. So that's a little bit about the early on. So were you using them? I know that you, um, you teach yoga. Mm -hmm. So were you bringing them into your yoga class as a way to say, you know, you just show up teaching yoga and you've got the bands on and were the women and men asking you, hey, what's 
this or how did you get it? You said you started grassroots. So yeah, I mean, we definitely like I would I wasn't actually teaching there in New York. I was working in advertising again and I would um, bring them everywhere. I would literally wear them like walking the Brooklyn Bridge or um, my sisters would wear them everywhere in L.A. And I would bring them to every class and hope that people were like, what is that? Um, and sometimes people did say, what is that? But yeah, we definitely, it was very like spent no money, just very like word of mouth for a long time, probably till Shark Tank. So did the prototype look anything like what it looks like now? Or was that a big, um, a big journey for the look and feel of it? I mean, it's definitely a journey because the first prototype that we ever created it doesn't really, I mean, it looks the same to the naked eye, but to us, it looks totally different. Like we've made so many improvements along the way. A lot of our count, our Chinese counterfeiters are actually, they're knocking off the Kickstarter version, which is just funny because it's so much better now. Um, but basically, uh, yeah, we're constantly improving. I mean, I have a prototype inside right now where I have, where it's like four bars worth of Velcro so that the Velcro lasts even longer and we're doing stitching in between and we're constantly trying to make the product more perfect so there's several versions out there but each you know the newest version is like the most perfect version and ultimately our goal is to reach like an absolutely perfect product that lasts a lifetime um hopefully soon but (laughs) yeah I you know when I first saw the product I fell in love with it and I'm a heavy weightlifter, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, give me heavy weights kind of girl. I've been working out for 40 years. And when one of my instructors showed it to me, uh, I went crazy over it. Just not, I didn't even feel it in my hands, but I just, I love the beauty of it because when women work out and I had the old school sandbag ankle weight at my studio that I was using to do floor work with my clients you know, who couldn't do heavy weights. And, you know, not everybody comes to me to work heavy, but, you know, most of the population does not, depending on what their goals are. Mm -hmm. So especially if somebody's new, you want to start first at one point, then go to another point. And so I ordered them and I was bummed you didn't have them in red because my colors are red and black and white. So it's okay. I got them in black and gray and they were just so pretty. It was just, it was just like, literally wearing like a piece of jewelry. Yay. Yeah. That's, that's our goal is we want everything we launch. Um, and we just launched two other products. Hopefully you can see them, but basically, um, yeah, tell us about very that. aesthetically pleasing. Like, yeah. Tell us about nice. the new products. Oh, so we just launched, um, it's called the power ring. Did you see it? I, I see everything. I okay. know. I just want okay. the, I want the um, listeners to know about it. Yeah. So one is the, called the power ring and it's basically a, our modern bala take on a kettlebell. Um, so the weight is evenly distri- distributed like an actual ring. They are 10 pounds each, but we'll be launching more weights, weight classes as well. And we have lots of workout classes posted online where you can just see there's so many more movements and it's way more streamlined than a kettlebell because the kettlebell is bulky at the bottom. And so it kind of restricts your movements. So this you can evenly flow with. And there's just like countless amount of movements. Um, so that's one. And then we also recently launched the Abala bars, which are three pound dumbbells because we were kind of like, there's no reason that a dumbbell should just have the like weight on each side and be skinny in the middle. Like, why is that? Those are sold out, by the way. Okay. So the, the bars? Yeah. We posted more today okay. we on the site, but yeah. So basically the three pound each again, we'll be doing more like weights and colors and all that, but they're just, again, more evenly distributed. So it's just better to flow through a workout. And is, what is it? So the aesthetic pleasing of it is really an eye catcher. And is that really what you sought out was like the first, the first idea was let's update this old school version of ankle and wrist you know, your presentation on Shark Tank was adorable because it brought up the way I was dressed when I was working out in the 80s. <laughs> I mean, you were a little over the top, but basically. Yeah. And so now you're trying to, you're actually revolutionizing the way people are experiencing their workouts. And it's, you know, you're doing, so you're creating workouts to show people, hey, this is our product. Isn't it pretty? It's also really super functional. And if you're not sure how to use it because you're new to all of this, here are some workouts, which I think is a really great selling point. Yeah, we kind of have to do that because otherwise it's like, I mean, we want to do that, of course, but 
it's like you can't the 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 ring is like nothing like that exists right now a weighted ring so we had to tell people here's this new thing and here's also how you use it otherwise they're like what is this <laughs> and the idea came from the kettlebells yeah exactly it was my husband's idea again max is like a he's not even a product designer but he just comes up with these really beautiful products mm. so Wow. It's nice. How do you like working together? So you work together in the advertising firm and then um, once you started working on this product and then you got married. So what is it like do you, working with your husband? I mean, it's definitely challenging at times, but I think now we've gotten in a cadence where I have my roles and he has his roles and we only overlap when necessary on like the big things. So I think that really helps because he's leading his projects like product design, creative, stuff like that. And I'm leading my projects. And so it really helps to have like clear leadership on certain in certain categories. But I think it's amazing um, if you can work with your husband. It's definitely challenging, but um, it's fun for us. Like today, we're just like, we're both going to work from home and, you know, we have several meetings together, but some apart. So right. it's, it's nice just trying to find that balance for sure to make it work. Yeah. So <laughs> the name of the company is Bala. Was it Bala Bangles at first and then you changed it or what, what has that changed? So, yeah, it was Bala Bangles. We actually launched with just the one product mm-hmm. and then about, and then basically probably like a year ago we were like, strategically we don't want to be just a one product brand right we have like way more to put out there and way more point of view and everything like that so we thought we need to shift everything so we shifted the site from bala bangles to shop bala um and we shifted our instagram from bala bangles to bala and all of a sudden we started making this transition to just bala so we're bala the brand versus like Bala Bangles, the one hit wonder. Um, and then that that's helped us like allowed us to like launch other products and continue to so that while I think Bala Bangles will probably be our hero product because it was like the first hit. Um, hopefully eventually we won't be known for just Bala Bangles. Right. And I noticed that you had beside the um, dumbbells and the ring, you also have um, like a bodysuit. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have a few other products. We have and a, a sports bra. Yeah, body suit and a sports bra. Um, we're always going to have some very basic workout outfits on our site. Um, it's made out of biogradable material. It's in LA, so super eco-friendly. Um, so we have these buttery soft um, products. And then we also have like accessories like sliders and equipment cleaner and, you know, resistance bands, stuff like that. It's so exciting. <laughs> it really, really is. So I wanted to go back to you and Max working together. And so at the beginning, when you realized that this is, this is a business, did you have to sit down with him and say, hey, okay, babe, like you, you work this part you, and I'm going to work this part? Was it a negotiation or was it just something that organically occurred? I mean, I would say somewhat organically it occurred just because we do have our strengths and we're very different when it comes um, to business and everything like that. But we, um, we, I mean, I would say we're also consistently having these chats, like, are you leading email campaigns or am I like things like that? So, mm-hmm. so we are consi- consistently aligning on who's doing what. And then if there's like a project that he's working on that he wants me to take over, we, we, we're, you have to constantly communicate to make sure, um, you know, we're, happy working with each other and stuff like that. Right. I noticed that um, in doing my research before having you on the show that you were named one in Forbes, one of the female founders um, in April 2020 uh, for a business that was booming in April. And how did that feel? I mean, that felt crazy. That was definitely one of my um, favorite articles and also uh, like mentions. It was really exciting. Of course, it was hard though, because, you know, it's like, while business is going great for us, we have to recognize like the world right now is in turmoil. So it's like, it's just kind of struggling with that balance, like not being too excited about that because the world is going through a lot right now. Um, But the article was really, really amazing and humbling for sure. Yeah. You know, in April, it was such a a different time. Nobody really knew what was going on, but we did know that people were working out from home and suddenly people, 
Uh, we're not the, the gym goer, the people going to the gym. You know, I own a, a fitness studio, a boutique fitness studio, yeah. and we had to shut down in, in March, March 16th. And so everything changed in the fitness world. Everybody started going digital. So when we come back from our break, I want to go into how things super blew up. You know, after you were on Shark Tank, your experience on Shark Tank and how everything just like went crazy during quarantine. Yeah, for sure. We'll be right back with Natalie from Bala. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, Following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code PODCAST to get 25% off. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments you may have. Send an email to info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. That's info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. Now, back to Fearlessly Authentic. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I am with Natalie Holloway, the co-founder and CEO of Bala. And we are going to get into the nitty gritty here of what was it like to make a presentation to the sharks on Shark Tank with you and Max. Tell us about that. I mean, that was crazy. I have never been more nervous in my entire life. I've never seen Max be more nervous in his entire life. Um, It was crazy because once you get out there, it's, you know, it's live TV. So you can't, I mean, not actually live, but there's no redoing your pitch. Like you have to go out there. If you make a mistake, they'll, they'll put that on the show. So um, it was very intimidating and you run out there um, you do your pitch and then you have five like billionaires, like just staring at you and it's really nerve wracking, but they, they were smiling and they were so like, they just seemed warm and nice. So immediately after we did our pitch, like I felt comfortable with them. Um, and they also interview you afterwards about like numbers, your business for like about an hour. So even though they cut it down to like five minutes, it's like their interview, it's like five, five very successful, um, entrepreneurs, like kind of drilling you so it's pretty it can be pretty intense for sure 
So you must have practiced a lot before you went on there. And like you said, it was live, but not live. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been on live, but not live TV. Yeah. And you're like, oh, but it's not really live. They're like, it's live. No redo. It's yeah. Live. Yeah. There's yeah. no redo. You're like, oh, yeah. what if I what if I trip getting up on the stage or something? Well, that's going to stay. That's showing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So how often did you practice the dialogue? How did you know? what you were going to, I mean, not what you were going to say, because I'm sure you were going to, had your presentation, how did you come up with how you were going to present to them to really grab their attention? I mean, yeah, we, we practiced like crazy. I mean, we watched every single episode of Shark Tank from like season one to season 10, um, just to like see what kind of questions they asked and to be as prepared as we could be. Um, but we decided that, you know, it's TV and they don't always air you. Um, actually, they overshoot it. And so some people don't get aired. So essentially, we knew it had to be like interesting or funny. So we, that's where we thought of like the skit, the 80s skit, because it's they're not. It's just like you have to be crazy energized and have some sort of stick. Otherwise, you're not going to air. And so um, we had to, you know, think of something interesting and fun and funny. So to, that's where we came about that little 80s uh, shtick. <laughs> you, you had to be larger than life. You have to, yeah. And then given your background. Yeah, they're going to film it and then they're just going to be like, nah, that's not good enough for TV, which right. is, always, you know, possible. So we had to really go in hard. <laughs> when I When I was competing in fitness shows and I would walk out and I remember being coached and saying, you know, you've got to take, you know, I'm all of five feet tall. You know, Harrison, you got to take bigger steps. You got to wave higher. You have to do all these things. And, you know, you feel silly, but you do. When you're on stage or giving a presentation, you have to bring larger than life because if it's just normal, then it's boring. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you have to do what you think is like too much, basically. Over the top. Yeah. Over the top. And that's what they liked. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. We had to go over top. I mean, Max was like basically screaming and smiling, but on TV, it doesn't play <laughs> as crazy as it was like in person. So I, I heard also that when you walk in, you stand there for what feels like an eternity before they tell you to start, like they're checking you out, you're smiling yeah. at them, and then you, you pause for like what feels like five minutes, and then yes. you get to present. Probably a minute. It's probably like a minute of pausing, and you're just... You just did your, or you go out there, you pause for a minute, staring at everybody, looking everybody in the eye, they're staring at you. It's very nerve wracking. And then you go into your pitch. So you guys actually started a little war there. It was, you had asked for, tell us, tell everybody how much you came in and asked for, and then what happened? Yeah. So we basically asked for about, um, I think 30%, no, sorry. $300,000 for 10% Mm -hmm. of the company. Um, And then it, yeah, it became a little bit of a war and like everyone was fighting, which was like, again, a surprise. You just never know how it's going to go. So that was really surreal. But basically what ended up happening was Mark and Maria, who were our dream team from the get go um, ended up going in on a deal. And Mark said, you guys need more cash than $300,000. Like here's 900 for 30%. So we did like more equity for more cash and got the partners that we really wanted. So when you went in there, you knew who was going to be on the show because I know that the, this last season, season 10, um, I think you were, so you were in um, February, 2020. So right before mm-hmm. the world changed. Yeah. So you're in there, you go on Shark Tank, it airs in February of 2020. Um, did you know Maria was going to be on the show? And that's why you thought, let's really hope that Mark and Maria go in. Those were the sharks you wanted. Well, we found in, we found out, we actually filmed it in September of 2019 okay. mm-hmm. and we basically, I mean, it aired end of February. So right before, again, the world changed, but yeah, we found out about a week before I want to say, or a couple of days before that Maria was our guest shark. I mean, it was mm-hmm. a big secret otherwise, but then we found out and then we were like, okay, she's so the baller girl. We want her and Mark because Mark's awesome and um, genius. So that was kind of the dream team that we wouldn't went in wanting and of course never never imagined it would go as well as it did it's when I watched it I was like oh my 
my God, this is, you know, we were all from the studio. We were all watching you. We're like, it's on tonight. She's airing tonight. I mean, this was a whole big studio thing. And so nice. I love that. I love the product. We were rooting for you. We're like, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) It was just, it was just so exciting to watch for you. And so what's been going on? So tell me, you, you make the deal, you walk out, you're elated. What happens afterwards? I mean, yeah, we made the deal. It was crazy. We just could not believe it. And then you just, yeah, what happens afterwards? I don't know how much I can really disclose, but you really, you know, the deal that's made on TV is essentially it's like the deal, but they don't really know your background, your company. So they have to, they have to really now dig into the company, like your numbers and everything you say was true. What does the future look like? Like all the things they really need to, they need to fact check because they only heard like, what they heard. they don't they do nothing about our brand they only know the five minutes and then the hour that we talked but it's like you know they they don't know we're being honest and all of this stuff so their team has to like look into you truly so everybody looked into us and it was a several month process we ended up closing the deal right before our episode aired and fe- fe- at the end of February um, so you know it's probably five months of looking into us and you know, and they obviously they have every intention of closing the deal, but of course they have to make sure. Everything. Right. I always wondered yeah. about that. Like if somebody comes in and they say their sales are $1.5 million. Yeah. We have no way to know. Yeah. How yeah. do you know? I'm thinking then they look into the person. They're they like, have to look into it. After they have no sales. And I'm sure some people go on there and exaggerate or like lie a little bit or say the wrong thing. So it's like, of course their team has to look into you and that, that can take a while. Completely makes sense. I always wondered about that. So February, the world now knows that you made a deal with the Sharks. Did you see a huge hit, a huge rise in your business? And then tell me what happened when all the gyms closed in March. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, the timing was insane because we aired on, I think, February 28th. And um, uh, instantly, I mean, I was on the West Coast airing, like getting my hair done for our party. And the East coast airing happened. I looked on our site and it was like 10,000 people on the site or something crazy. And that's so not even normal for us. So it was, it was just crazy to see some of those things we sold out on, on Amazon within minutes of the East coast airing. And you see like an immediate impact, like hundreds of thousand people uh, flooding to your Instagram and stuff like that. So it's really exciting and surreal to see all of that. Um, But then, so went on there huge bump. And then two weeks later was when, you know, the NBA shut down, the Tom Hanks got it, COVID and all of these things happened where we were like, whoa, like we're sheltering in place. I think that was like March 12th when we started staying inside our LA home. And that was really crazy because the combo of that, and then everybody's panicking and they're buying the things they need, but some of, you know, not knowing how long you're going to be home and your studio has closed, which is so unfortunate, you then need to, you know, buy the equipment you need to work out. And I think that that's, you know, fitness is a priority. It's like a a need during this time, obviously like food, fitness, health. So I think people flooded to buying the products that they needed at home to keep them fit. Um, So we saw immediate spike there and have continued to see like demand because everyone's still home. Even if even if cer- certain gyms and studios are open, you're still, I think a lot of people are still working at home for a little bit. Absolutely. And, you know, my biggest worry was we, we pivoted immediately to digital. And then as we realized it was going on, we were staying quarantined longer. You know, some people I know were trying to buy weights online, but they couldn't buy anything. You know, yeah. they would go to Amazon. Everything was sold Everything out. Was sold out. Even like all sorts of like dumbbells and weights. Right crazy. So I was, I was, you know, having my members take the equipment I had at the studio and just signing off that they took it and please bring it back when. And I think it's really great that like people did start doing things like that, like helping people out like that. And that's, that's really nice that you did that. Well, and, and I think that so many, I was worried about people, not just their physical fitness, but their mental fit, their mental wellness. Yeah. And as we set into April, you know, when we realized that this is bigger than we thought it was and mm-hmm. that we would be staying home a lot longer than we thought we were because originally it was just supposed to be two weeks and I actually embraced it. And I thought, 
oh, two weeks, good. I'll take two weeks off and close the studio and everybody will get some chill time. And then I remember one of my instructors saying, do you think we'll be open by June? And I said, oh, by May. And I said, no, I don't think it will be till June. So you're right. Everybody was going out. I I mean, you're, you must've been selling out of everything because every, nobody knew where to, to look, you know, they went to their normal places, sold out, sold out, sold out. And I think a lot of people realize that I've got to take care of myself. I have to stay well mm-hmm. mentally and physically. And if they didn't realize that mentally they needed to stay well, they first started taking their care of their bodies through physical fitness because yeah. that just totally blew up. Everybody started working out, but they were s- scrambling for equipment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone was scrambling. And yeah, I think it's really, really important in this unknown time, whether you were furloughed or laid off or anything like that. It's like staying like fit, even if it means just like going on walks outside, I feel like is so important to our mental health during this because it is such a change and we're still in it. We don't, are we in the middle of it? Like we don't even know at what stage we are right now. It's still so bad. So I, th- I think keeping the body moving and staying fit is like really, really important to everyone's mental health. It is. It so is. So was the the ring that we talked about before commercial, was that inspired while you were in quarantine or was that a, a product that, and the dumbbells, a product that you were starting to create before everybody was quarantined? So it was something that Max had come up with, like probably, well, definitely before quarantine, like a while ago. Um, he had the idea probably like six, seven months ago, but then we, we have, we have, we're such a small team. We had our hands full on ball of bangles and everything else. So basically um, he, we, as soon as we started sheltering in place, we saw, we saw the gym craze and we said like, people need tools to work out. Like let's mm-hmm. fast track these items. So immediately while we might've waited like six more months on it, we, we prototyped them. We got them made ASAP. Um, and I'm glad we did because I think, pe- you know, people are still, again, even if gyms and studios are open, I think there is still that work, that workout from home component that's going to be important for this next. I think it's going to be here for a long, long time. I think that even if your gym is open, I I just don't think everybody is going back to the gym. I mean, there are more people doing one-on-one training with me personally. Um, That's what's going on at at my studio. Uh, But I just think that people are nervous. And I think the at-home workout is here to stay. Even though it's been around forever, uh, people thought they needed to go to a gym. And as people like your company is coming up with more beautiful products that are that are aesthetically pleasing, that are functional, that could be, you know, you don't have to hide it under a bed because it's actually pretty. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can keep it out. Even if you're like in a tiny apartment, that's the idea is like the ring can be sitting there and it just looks cute. So it's not like, right. yeah, right. it just looks pretty. Yeah. And so how many of your customers are men and how many of your customers are women? Right now we're about 70, 30, 70 women, 30 men. Um, but we are, I think like, well, previously we had really just been like a female focused brand. Um, we, we know our product, we have tons of men that actually use it. And so we've been kind of like neglecting the male. Um, and so we're, we're working on not doing that anymore. Again, it's like, I think the ring is like, sometimes men think we do have lots of guys using the one pound bingles, but sometimes they think it's too light. So understand that. And we've heard that. And that's why like the ring and the dumbbells and some other products that we have in the pipeline are going to be perfect for our male customer. But I do think the brand like skews a little female, just like yeah. our imagery and the color pops and stuff like that. But we definitely have, have both. I and love all- the colors. I love them. Thank you. So like to work with Mark and Maria, if I could refer to them by their first name. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, I mean, they've been amazing. You never know how involved a partner's really going to be um, when you meet them one time in the tank. Um, but they truly, truly have been amazing. We talk to them weekly. Um, Maria, we met in person and we also uh, she mentioned on the show that she was going to be like, not only like a strategic partner for us, like helping with like packaging and website and stuff like that, but also a spokesperson. And she truly has been, she posts about us on Instagram all the time. We literally just did a photo shoot with her 
um, a social distance with like three people there, a photo shoot. But mm-hmm. basically, it's like, you know, um, they've been really involved and we're really happy with their involvement. They've really contributed a lot to our brand. I'm so glad this is all working out for you. It just, it's like perfect. And uh, it's it just seems like just so crazy what's happened. You just took an idea and you went with it. And I think that, you know, you were fearless and you just trusted your guts and you went away and, and were able to think about doing other things. Is there any fear anymore? You know, I, I don't know if... Like, do you fear anything? Like you went yeah, through the I mean, part where you took the risk and that's feeling scared. But what about now? How do you feel now? I mean, I would say that there's definitely like, we're talking about all the good things, but there's definitely been a lot of like hard challenges along the way and really difficult things like receiving products, like having to give it, uh, having a bad warehouse that was, did is not really able to get our customers product on time. Like there's been really like humps and challenges along the way. So I would say that, um, just being, um, fearless helps tackle all of those and say, Hey, we've dealt with this like horrible nightmare of a situation, but we're going to overcome it and get past it. And then just like pick ourselves back up and keep going, keep going and making the brand better every day and the operations better and stuff like that. What would you say to somebody who, I know we talked about at the beginning, take that chance, take it some time, but what if somebody is already, they're working on something right now mm-hmm. and they really feel like that's it's a good product or it's a good service? What kind of advice could you give them as somebody who has become an entrepreneur? I mean, I would truly say to not be too precious with it and like just take steps to get to the launch because you can really overthink thing, things and be too precious with something to the point where you don't like launch it for five years or you never launch it or something like that. And that was the opposite of our approach. And I think that it doesn't have to be perfect. You can make it perfect along the way. Not like the product should be good if you're putting it on the world, but I'm saying like the branding and all that stuff. So I think it's, it's really important to not be too precious and really just to like take steps every day to get your dream to be a reality. Um, Cause I think otherwise it can be kind of, kind of crippling. Um, Cause there's just so much to do to, um, launch something. So I would say just really don't be too precious about it. I like that you were use that word precious and that you use the word perfect because so many of us think that we need it, whatever it is, whether it's opening up a studio, starting your own brand and, you know, even presenting to the sharks that everything has to be perfect. And of course the presentation, you want that to be perfect, but I love what you said because everything is a progression Mm. and that if you wait too long for that perfection to set in, it's more than likely going to be too late. Exactly. It's better to not be too late than somebody else has launched it before you or you were overthinking it and then something else happened. So I would say like my husband has a little bit of a different philosophy here on the speed thing, but I, I believe in like just like speed to market and um, iterating along the way. Mm -hmm. What's his philosophy? Does he Um, kind of chill you out or push? He's it's probably good because we're, he wants something to be like perfect before. Like he'd rather spend all the time on it, but I'm more like we have to launch this then iterate along the way. Um, Just not even, I'm talking about not about products, but really just like, um, I don't know, a website or something like that. Right, right. So you have the baby coming in December. And is that, does that seem overwhelming to you right now? Though, whoa, how are we going to keep this? You know, obviously you're going to keep this business going, but, you know, I'm going to be really pregnant and I'm going to be pushing out a kid in December. And does that overwhelm you at all? It is kind of overwhelming to think about, but I, I just think that, um, you know, every, a lot, everybody had a lot of people have babies and they're really successful. They still figure out a way to do it. I mean, my mom's going to come help for a while. And I mean, I'll probably be like back to work the next day, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's definitely overwhelming to think about, but it's also like I can put a, a good team in place. And I had somebody once tell me that, um, babies are extremely like lucky, like things can change when they come. And I kind of believe that. And I want to want to believe that so I think that thinking about those things have helped me a little bit and just thinking like we'll figure it out every like 
so many people have kids and they are working full-time jobs or running companies and they figured it out. Like you do figure it out. It's, it's, it seems at first very overwhelming. You're like, how am I going to fit this baby, this new human that's in our life? How am I going to fit that into our life? But you just do it because it's part of life. And just like starting your own business, you just, you do it. You're not, you're not spending all that time figuring it out. So it's, it's new challenges all the time, but these are all good things. And so, and that's where all the gratitude comes in. And um, I wanted to ask you what, you know, we've talked about fear and risks and so on. And I wanted to ask you what fearlessly authentic means to you. I think it's, um, it's, I really like it because it means to me not being worried about what other people think but just being authentic and true to yourself. Um, I think there's like two components to it, which is that, which I think is great because it's really easy to get worked up, um, to focus on what other people think, but instead just truly be your authentic self without worrying about it. But then I think like after talking to you, it kind of also means to, you know, just to go on that adventure or take a risk and don't really worry about the consequences or what could help happen. Um, and so I think that I definitely feel that way and I think it's a great name. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can relate to that a lot now that I'm older. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, back when I was younger and had children and was worrying about everything, I am a worry wart. I was going to ask you if you were a worry wart too. I worry inside a lot and yeah. I think, you know, uh, accomplishments and knowing that you can do it, taking those risks that we we talked about, being fearless gives you that feeling of accomplishment. And once you have that sense of accomplishment, you you know that you can do the next thing, and that you don't, and you need to trust your gut. And I think exactly. trusting your gut and knowing that, hey, I'm not going to listen to all that, whether it's negativity or doubters out there saying, don't do it, don't don't go on sabbatical, don't do this. You're like, no, I'm going to trust my authentic self, my true self, honor it and go for it. And I think that's being, you know, fearless and, and, and really just honoring what you want to make of your life while you're here and showing and leaving a legacy, you know, that for me, that's what, what I would like to do. And, and as a, you know, a woman who's going to be a mom, you know, I wonder if leaving a legacy is something you and Max have thought about. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think that that's like important and leaving a good legacy, like the Burt's Bees founder, like barely gave her kids anything, but left, you know, a ton of money to um, like environmental uh, organizations and stuff like that. So I think like an altruistic legacy is great. Yeah, I totally agree with you. If people want to find your products, please tell us how they can find you. They can find us on shopbala.com. We have all of the products we mentioned listed today. I think they're pre-orders, but they're shipping in like a week. So not too crazy. Well, I will be ordering the ring and that bodysuit because I'm a bodysuit kind of girl. I love it. I'll send you a bodysuit. Let's connect after this. (laughs) Okay. All right. We will. And um, so we are going to be, you know, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your very busy schedule and spending an hour with me today. I really loved talking to you and I'm so happy for all your success. Thank you so much. It was so nice talking with you. Can't wait to listen in on this. Yes, thank you. And uh, for all of those of you who are listening, um, please share and subscribe and share the love with your friends. And thank you so much for listening in every week and have a great rest of your afternoon, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you.